Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Florida. Brought to you by Tico People's Gas, at the heart of Florida's energy. While the economy cools off, Tampa Bay's luxury real estate market remains red hot. In this download, real estate editor Ashley Gerbel-Kreitzer calls on top agent Jennifer Zales for an update. Well, Jennifer Zales, welcome to the Florida Business Minds podcast. I am so excited to have you here and to have this conversation with you. I think a lot of folks are so curious about you because they see the headlines every week. $10 million house is sold, a $21 million house is on the market. And most of the time, you are the woman behind the deal. So I'm excited to have you here. Thanks, Ashley. I'm really excited to be here as well. Awesome. So before we dig into your deals, I want to go back to the beginning because I was trying to remember how you and I met. I know I met you when I first moved here. And the first mention of you I can find in Business Journal Archives is August 2014. My first day was June 30th. And do you remember how we met? I actually do. You had just started with the Business Journal and you gave me a call one day and you said, hey, I'm the new reporter for real estate. Would you like to get together? And I was thinking, hmm, you know, sure, absolutely. And the first thing you said to me was, how about a breakfast meeting? And I was like, oh my God, I don't do breakfast, but I think I will for this gal because I'm really looking forward to meeting her. And so do you remember where we went? I think we went to Oxford Exchange because I do almost all my meetings, my breakfast meetings at Oxford Exchange. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what was really cool about that is a deal we did later that you heavily reported on was done uh, by the same owner of Oxford Exchange. So it's all full circle. We'll probably talk a little bit about Stovall House in a little while. That's true. That is a very full circle moment. I didn't think of it like that, but I've since learned you're not really a morning person. And I was very, very lucky that you agreed to meet me first thing <laughs> in the morning. That's probably the last breakfast meeting I've done, but I know between you and I, we cover 24 hours on the clock. You're getting up at 3 a.m. and I'm going to sleep at 3 a.m. So we cover, slight- we cover everything. <laughs> <laughs> that is a slight exaggeration. I don't get up at 3 a.m., but I, I have no doubt that you are just going to bed at 2.30 in the morning. I can absolutely picture. Well, I am so glad that almost a decade ago, we connected at Oxford Exchange because you are the number one Coldwell Banker agent in Florida for the second year in a row. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I'm not asking you to spill any trade secrets here, but what is, you know, if you had to put one thing down that is the secret to your success or not even a secret, but what drives you? How do you be the number one agent in Florida for all of Coldwell Banker two years in a row? How does someone attain that? Well, it's a really good question because I looked at the last, we'll say, decade of what's gone on in Tampa Bay, and a lot of it is just through the growth of Tampa Bay itself. Obviously, 10 years ago, when we first started talking, the deals were much smaller. The Tampa Bay area was much different. And with all of the growth we've had in Tampa Bay, the market grew, my practice grew, our price points grew to the point where we're now very competitive with the rest of the markets in Florida and also in the nation. So just by that growth alone and really driving this Tampa Bay market in terms of putting us on the map for luxury, that's been a lot of the evolution in terms of at least sales volume that helps me achieve the number one status. And then just also, you know, personal drive. I love what I do. 
I would not want to be doing anything else for a career. I got here through various channels. I've had a lot of different occupations in the past that prepared me for real estate, but really it's just a passion and it drives me every day. I think you're selling yourself a little short there. I think there is more than just the growth of the market, but you make a great point because remember when we started talking, a $4 million home sale was news. And now we'd be like, oh yeah, $4 million. Like that's not going to make headlines. It's not going to make any top sales lists. And it, it's really crazy. I think, you know, the general threshold now for news is in that five to seven million range. And that was top of the market when we first started talking. But you mentioned your various backgrounds. And it's something that struck me when we first met, because I mean, I'll just say this, a lot of real estate agents on the residential side are not very professional. And with you, I felt more like I was speaking to a commercial broker, someone with that executive level presence. And it was just a different experience. Can you talk about your various backgrounds and various careers you've had that led you to this point? Yeah, absolutely. So Interestingly enough, I started out in healthcare and I went to college and I became a physical therapist and really enjoyed that. I immediately moved after just a year of being in clinically practicing, moving into more director level positions, got my master's in healthcare administration. And when my husband and I, when I first met him, we met at Fort Bragg. I had a best friend who was in the military and went down to visit her and met my husband. So immediately upon moving to that area, I ended up in a director level position in that department. And so by getting my master's in healthcare and eventually moving around the country with the military, we ended up in Washington, DC. And Washington, DC was where I really ended up getting my experience in the higher levels of healthcare and moving my way into real estate. And you might say, well, how do you make that jump there? One of the things that is my passion is senior living. And so once I went out of the hospital system that I was a director of and managing a lot of mergers and acquisitions and acquisitions of other healthcare practices, I moved into a consulting firm and actually worked for a couple consulting firms at the time, including Coopers. And what I was involved in was doing due diligence for lenders and investors in the senior living space. And so at that time, we were on teams that were doing diligence for, you know, billion dollar acquisitions of healthcare organizations and just going in and evaluating those organizations. And so that work took me all over the country, including Florida. And so that was actually another reason why I ended up in Florida, because originally I'm from New York, moved around the country with my husband and last stop being D.C., but spending a lot of time in Florida doing this due diligence. So we got to move around a lot of different areas of Florida, which I could see the growth happening, you know, in Florida and gave me an opportunity to look at different areas of Florida to see, hmm, you know, would this be a good place to live? So we actually made the trek down from DC to Florida as a result of my previous experience. The other neat thing was in between the healthcare and becoming a real estate agent, we owned the largest franchise for Anthony Robbins and Associates. So Tony Robbins, 
west coast of Florida. Many people know him as a motivational speaker, but we actually ran the most successful franchise for Anthony Robbins. And we were mostly working in businesses and corporations doing very heavy sales and development work, organizational development type stuff. So through that, I was immediately thrown into anything new, websites, e-commerce, marketing, sales. And so that became a very, very strong basis for what I was going to move into, which was my passion, residential real estate. So kind of in a nutshell, a lot of those things led to the foundation in order to launch a successful real estate practice when we finally did move to Tampa, Florida. Right. When you spell all of that out, then it makes perfect sense between the business development side, the franchise you mentioned, you can see how that background kind of came, everything came together to bring us Coldwell Bankers number one agent in Florida. But I want to go back to your healthcare career because I am so fascinated by the fact that you started your career as a physical therapist. Are you ever using skills you learned there? Maybe if you're working with an elderly client, someone who's thinking of downsizing and how we move about our space, is that expertise that you still draw on? Or is that like a past life that doesn't even come up now? Oh, I use it all of the time. I, as I mentioned, really enjoy working with the senior population. And interestingly enough, we have a lot of people, let's say um, Davis Island, some of those homes were built, you know, in the 40s and 50s, people are still in those homes, and it's time for them to move to the next level of care, for example. So maybe they're looking at assisted living or some type of independent living, but something that might give them more services than what they're currently getting in a single family home. So I'm helping families make decisions on what, you know, maybe the next appropriate level of care is. So I just always have those skills in the background, kind of looking at how do we transition somebody. So that's one way I use it. Another way is, for example, if I have somebody who maybe is in a wheelchair, let's say, and I can walk into a home and I can do an instant assessment of accessibility, you know, ramps, elevators, things like that. So I think that will always be in the background for me just those things come up you just you have an expertise and I can put that to good use and also you know sometimes I have a lot of physician clients as well and so we talk healthcare all the time and so I really can recognize some of the unique things that come up in their lives their practices and you know can help them navigate a lot of things from their personal to what's going on in business and just be able to really relate to whether it's a physician in practice or a physician who maybe owns a large corporation, maybe it's radiology, whatever it is. So I can make that leap very easily and and understand my clients in great detail. You make a great point that I don't think a lot of people think of unless they're in that realm. But being fluent in healthcare is a life skill that will benefit you regardless of industry. I covered Mayo Clinic for four years when I was with the Jacksonville Business Journal, and that's still experience that I draw on. And it's just a very helpful industry to be able to navigate whatever industry you're actually in. But I want to take our listeners behind one of your recent very big headlines, and that was the listing of a $21 million home 
on Davis Islands. And when we talked about this listing, it's not just significant for its price tag, it's really taking the market, in your view, to a new level of luxury. Can you talk about how this house and some of its features are working to bring Tampa Bay to a pier level, to a Palm Beach or a Miami? Sure. So one of the things that I noticed when I first got to Florida and has been reinforced today is that the different areas in Florida, Palm Beach, Miami, Naples, Sarasota, they were always more, we'll call it expensive than Tampa Bay. And I think the same thing holds true. And today, the fact is, is that I've always felt that Tampa Bay is undervalued. And we have seen tremendous growth in the last couple of years, especially with Water Street and all of the things that are coming to Tampa, the new restaurants, the new businesses, and just the sheer number of people moving here. And so the developer of that property, Joel Kasowitz, who you know well, we took a look at these different metros and he just recently sold his house in Palm Beach. So he's very familiar with the Palm Beach market. And we looked at pricing between, let's say, Palm Beach and Tampa and what you could buy in Palm Beach versus what you can buy in Tampa. And we've realized and it's been noted here in Tampa Bay that, you know, we sell at a tremendous value compared to these other areas. Again, Palm Beach, Miami, Naples, Sarasota. And so in the last couple of years with particularly Water Street being developed in here, an area like Davis Islands is one of the go-to areas for people moving to the area. So the values on Davis Islands went sky high in a very short period of time. And so the people moving to Tampa, they are coming from areas like Palm Beach, Miami, New York, California. So we recognize that there is a need for an ultra luxury product that we just didn't have in Tampa Bay or was very difficult to find. So what we wanted to do was build that product because that's a product that we do not have a lot of inventory here and just doesn't exist. And so that project two years ago, when we started looking at everything, we knew that this would be something that would fill a need in the Tampa Bay area. And that's how that project really came about. I wanted to draw out one thing about that project, and that's how it is really built for climate change. It's built for rising sea levels. I think the first actual floor of living space is 14 feet off the ground. And some of those luxury markets that you mentioned earlier have already seen a conversion to that type of construction with the breakaway walls to let water flow through that first floor. Can you talk about that? And if we'll see more of that in the Tampa Bay region, that construction that's really built around rising sea levels? Absolutely. So we had a flood map change in 2021 that changed the way all of our real estate in Tampa Bay needed to be built. And we were in the beginning of that change. So that property is in what's called a V zone. That is going to be deemed one of the highest risk flood areas. And for that reason, the requirement for building is exactly what we built it to. So we're going to build these properties higher. And in this case, this house is built, we say it's built up over garage. There's no finished space on the bottom level. So you have these huge garages. You can actually drive a car from one side of the garage all the way out to the other side of the garage. These homes do have breakaway walls and they do have flood vents so that if there is a water event, 
the water is designed to go underneath the home. It's not going to affect the main living level, which would typically be at the level that we would see, for example, the second story of a, you know, a lower or older built home in Tampa Bay. So we have a garage underneath the home. The first living level, which is actually the second level, is where you have your living, dining, family type rooms. And then the third level is where you're seeing most of the bedrooms. So we do have two bedrooms or offices on the second level, but then the other bedrooms are on the third level. So I think for a while, People used to say, oh, my goodness, look at this, you know, another McMansion and another huge building. Why are they doing these? Well, this is what is being dictated by the flood and FEMA. And also the city has to enforce that. So you're going to be seeing many more homes built up over garage. I've got houses in all price points built over garage. I currently have a listing that's 2.5 built up over garage. We have this one over garage. We have a lot of houses in development right now that I'm involved in built up over garage. So when people are coming to the area, they're very, very conscious of floods. They see the news, they hear about hurricanes, they read about rising waters. This is what people are looking for. This is going to give somebody very reasonable flood insurance premiums and the houses are going to represent be rated much better for insurance. And so it will overall, be a lower cost of carrying a house like this because of those things and that's what people are looking for not just elevated homes but lock construction impact windows all of the codes that these houses are being built to lead to the lower insurance premiums and that's a huge driver of people to buy this new construction jennifer zales joining us next the coolest thing she's seen in a high-end home when Florida Business Minds continues. People's Gas, working with businesses across Florida to lower energy usage and costs with efficient natural gas. Get cash back energy conservation rebates when you install new natural gas equipment. Learn more at peoplesgas.com slash biz rebates. I think by now we've had enough near misses and we've all seen the photos of devastation in Fort Myers and anywhere else there's been a direct hit. And you can see the homes that were built for this, you know, after Hurricane Andrew in the 90s versus the ones that were still stick frame and basically just got washed away. So I think you're right. I think people are going to be looking for that. I actually have a little bit more of a lighthearted topic versus climate change. And I'm wondering, what is the coolest thing you've ever seen in one of these mansions in terms of uh, just a cool feature? You know, I'll tell you, my dream house would have a walk-in body dryer. You know, I really don't like toweling off when I get out of the shower. (laughs) So I don't know if you've ever seen a walk-in body dryer or can suggest that to a builder. But what is like one of the coolest things that you've ever seen that you've thought, I want that in a house? Great. Um, I do love that walk-in body dryer. I'm going to make that in the next house. I'm, that's, I'm putting that down on the list. For me, I think the coolest features in general or the things I'm seeing now are uh, wine rooms. People are loving wine rooms, wine displays, things like that. That's a really big, you know, depending on how you do it, that can be a very big selling feature on these homes. I think also we are seeing pools, just unbelievable pools being built here in Tampa Bay. 
Unfortunately, in this flood zone, you are only able to do a pool basically at grade on the ground. You can't have it elevated by more than a certain amount. So we can't do as cool of the pool thing that you might see, but in places like Odessa, there's some really high-end pool builders that I'm seeing these amazing outdoor areas. Some have come to market, some are being built for private owners, but the pools I think are the things that are just unbelievable. I mean, you could have a million dollar pool package now and it's not even, you know, there's multi-million dollar pool packages. So I think that people are really spending a lot of money and the coolest things I've seen are these backyards with the pools and the fire pits and the sunken seating areas. And then just the backyards with the outdoor kitchens, just building this incredible outdoor environment. Well, I think myself and all our listeners will now be down a rabbit hole of Pinterest luxury pools. We got to check this out. That sounds like a lot. Oh, of yeah. Yep. Before I let you go, I wanted to talk about something I thought was very cool. And you really didn't make much of a news event or even an announcement of it. Your daughter recently joined Coldwell Banker. And I know the two of you are not a team, but you do work together. I think that's amazing. Usually in real estate, when we talk about the family business, we're talking about men. We don't really see a lot of moms and daughters like what you were doing with your daughter. How did that come together? Did she always want to follow in your footsteps or or tell me about that transition of bringing your daughter on board at Coldwell Banker? Yeah. So interestingly enough, Lexi, my daughter, started in traditional school when she was in first grade. And she and we decided that we wanted to do virtual school. So starting in first grade, we started virtual school where she was home with us. And between working, you know, my husband and I, we would help her with her school. And she had a very good program because it was all, all the curriculum was there. It was all online. And so she did that from first grade on. So what that did for her was it allowed her to be in the home with us. We're both, you know, business owners. And of course I do real estate. My husband is still doing Salesforce development, Salesforce consulting. So she's hearing us all day long for her entire time that she's in school. And so part of what we did for her with the virtual school is it wasn't just on the computer, she would go to work with us. So she would be with me during the day doing real estate. So from an early age, she would be in charge of helping me set up a broker's open and she would be in charge of a project and she would come to the broker's opens. And I remember she was probably like 12 years old and somebody walked in the broker's open and said, I see this house doesn't have a pool. She immediately says, um, I understand it doesn't have a pool, but a pool can be built and here's the drawing and here's the rendering. And so she was a natural from the beginning. So I think that her being with us and just listening to us all day long, she immediately entered the real estate field with strength. And in fact, picked up her own client base and is working with her own clients. Now works with me. We do co-listing, we partner. What's really great about her is that she's bridging the gap between multiple generations because we're used to working kind of in one generation and my buyers and sellers tend to be like in a certain generation. There's a lot of young people coming up and there's a lot of new stuff going on and things that sell to them. And so social media, perfect example, 
she's extremely proficient in social media and she's running my social media right now. So all of the things you're seeing, the reels and all of the, the cool stuff, she's managing. And so we are bridging multiple, you know, age brackets in terms of understanding how to sell to those consumers because we have a lot of young people moving to Tampa Bay, very high net worth, who are looking for certain things. And so together we can really bridge the gap for really everybody who is looking for a home in the luxury space because really that's what we specialize in is luxury, as you know. Well, that is amazing. It sounds like the real education was happening in the Zales household this whole time. (laughs) Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. I really enjoyed this conversation and sharing all your intel with our listeners. So thanks again. Thank you. It's always a pleasure working with you. Thank you for downloading Florida Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Florida, brought to you by Tico People's Gas at the heart of Florida's energy. 